Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, it's just, I, I, I agree. I had, uh, who tweeted me that about Joe Banner? He was great. Great. Uh, Bernardo listened to the show. Thanks for listening, Bernardo. I agree. Joe Banner, unbelievable wealth of information through his entire professional life running NFL teams. That's great. Plus, you got Dan Byer alongside, Jay Stu producing, and John Ramos on the ones or two. Welcome in. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 15 years we've been doing this time slot. And um, I'll tell you, a guy who I think has always done a great job and now finally getting, I think over the last couple of years, the respect he deserves is Daniel Jeremiah. He's the co-host of Move the Sticks, a podcast you can download. You can also uh, watch on the NFL Network. He'll join us in a second. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports, the BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. you got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. DJ, there's a bunch to get into, but you're also the radio voice, and you're back this week, right, with the, with the Chargers after uh, COVID last week? Yep, I'm back this week, brother. Uh, how bad was it? I had a slight headache for about you know, a little over 24 hours, and then that was it. So that's the second time I've had it. So I've been fortunate both times. I haven't really had many symptoms either time. Yeah, I've had I've had friends with really really bad temperatures. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it it's it it's varied in terms of it, but um, it, I'm glad you're healthy. Glad you get to go to this game. I uh, I mean, the Raiders are going to play Nate Hobbs after getting a DUI because there's some circumstances there. Like how I I like just win, baby, is more than just, it really is the mantra. How are they going to play him? I didn't, you know, I just found that out a little bit ago. I, I was kind of surprised. I didn't think there was any way they could just, you know, from an optic standpoint, you know, just kind of looking at what had happened earlier this year with Henry Ruggs. I just didn't know, you know, I don't know. Look, it's a tough situation to be in. It's a win and end game for them. They've got a lot on the line. But just with what happened earlier in the year, I just thought that was uh, not, not the uh, result that I anticipated. No, no. In- in- interesting. Okay, what about the game? Last time they matched up, it wasn't really that close with the exception of the Chargers kind of took their foot off the gas and it was Henry Ruggs who beat him deep a couple of times and 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 Derek Carr made a couple of great throws. Looks like Darren Waller will be back. But this this feels like a game where I get it, Derek Carr has made some great plays and saved their season, but just based upon the talent on each side each side of the ball, how how do the Chargers not feel confident going into this one? Well, I think they do feel confident. I think when you look at the teams and roster-wise, I, you know, I think the Chargers have a better roster at this point in time. But you've got the energy and the juice that'll be in that building. You know, with them being a home game, that's a big deal. And they've got some really difficult players to match up with. You know, when you look at Waller coming back and and Renfro, what he's done. So, the first meeting, Doug, was kind of a surprise. I think coming into that game, the Chargers were so bad stopping the run. The Raiders, you know, had a, a physical group up front. The Chargers stopped the run in that game, and then on the other side, I think Eckler had like a, a buck fifteen or a buck seventeen. They they ran the ball really, really well. So you got to believe Gus Bradley's going to come in and try and take that away, which puts the game in Herbert's arm. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see. I think he'll be up to the task, but I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, let's uh, since we're talking about younger quarterbacks. 
What do you think the Browns do with Mayfield? Remember, they have Mayfield under contract with a fifth-year option. What do you think they do this offseason? I think that they uh, they slow play it. You know, I think that there's kind of different scenarios, but with them and the Baltimore Ravens, I think it just makes sense to just kind of take your time and pay as you go and then buy yourself a little more time. I want to see what Mayfield's like uh, when he's healthy, you know, and I know it's not his throwing shoulder, but, how you know, I've had I've hurt my left shoulder when I've been thrown before, and it does have a, an impact. It has a pretty significant impact the further you go down the field. So I don't make excuses for the guy, but I, I would like to see him, you know, when he's healthy. I don't think you'll see them enter in a serious long-term negotiation discussions. I just don't see that happening. So you think he'll start next year? I do. By the way, I don't want anybody to be concerned. That's the uh, mahi mahi burrito from Rubio's and went down the wrong pipe. I'm not. Uh, I'm not suffering anymore after effects of my. People need to understand here. that Rub- Rubio's not discussed that much. Wahoo's used to get a lot more run. Rubio's yeah. outstanding fish tacos, really kind of underrated quasi fast food in Southern California. Yeah, it's a, it's an in and out. It's a quick in and out operation, um, and uh, I like their their grilled mahi burrito. It's been kind of a staple for me for a long time. So that was my grab and go today. Yeah, it's a good quesadilla spot as well. I would I would tend to agree with that with that breakdown. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah join, joining us. Uh, okay, let's let's get to the Bengals. Is this sustainable? Um, look, I think that they're dynamic. I, I don't really love their offensive line still. Um, so that would be my concern is that they they see a really really dominant defensive front and then then that could be it. That could be uh, an exit for them. But. Um, the quarterback's legit. All the praise is earned and deserved. Those weapons are legit. The running back's are big time. They've got a couple pass rushers. Um, they've shown that they have the firepower, which I think is, is big in the postseason when you, can, when you can be down you know, 10 points, 14 points, and not be out of a game. I, I think that's, uh, that's important. You look at the, the way the Chiefs have kind of rolled through the postseason the last couple of years. They've been able to dig themselves out of some holes. Um, you look at some of these other teams, I don't know if they're quite equipped like that. What's interesting about the Bengals and Burrow and Jamar Chase rightfully suck up so much of the oxygen, they held the Chiefs to three points in the second half defensively. Um, I'm not like, I think part of the praise should go to their defensive front, but part of it is a lot of people thought the Chiefs are back, they're fixed. What do you see the Chiefs as going into the playoffs? I still don't think they're what they've been in years past. And, you know, look, I saw the explosion against the Chargers, as everybody else did, late in that ball game. But with no Derwin James out there, the Chargers weren't whole. I don't think Asante Samuel played in that game either, if I remember correctly. Um, so they were down some key guys in the back end. And there's just been far too many games this year where it hasn't looked as dynamic and as explosive as it has in years past. So, um, yeah, he gets shut down in the second half of that game is another example of that. I do think the defense has been, you know, much better than obviously it was early in the year, but much better than anybody anticipated. So that's that's been able to offset some of that and put them in a situation where they're still alive for the number one seed. What do you think is wrong with Dak Prescott? Or um, maybe that, that's that's not a fair question. That's like leading you. Yeah. When I when I look at the Cowboys. You know, there was this where they're in a slump and they're this and that. And then he has one great week and they're like, now they're back. And then they seem to regress. When you see the Cowboys, what do you see on tape? Well, I think he's getting locked on and stuck, you know, on some things, which is not what he's done in the past. He's usually been somebody that works through things really quickly, uh, getting through progressions and, and finding the open guy. I feel like he's predetermining some things. He's locking on and forcing the ball. Um 
So that's uh, you know that that's not that's not what you want as you're getting ready to go into the tournament. The good news is I've seen him do it. I've seen him play at a really high level. Um, this year, I think, has been just a little bit of a frustration point for him, and I think he's um, almost trying too hard in some ways, Doug, where you want to will something to be there, and it's not there. You got to come off of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he does get he get he gets stuck on guys, and then he gets. You know, he gets a little erratic in terms of, especially when he's reloading. I remember that some of the breakdowns of him early in his career where guys are like, when he goes through his progressions and he's reloading, that's when he kind of gets high and gets a little wonky with some of his throws. You, you, you mentioned Baltimore and the, the wait and see. Um, it, it does feel like, like if you went back six months ago, everyone and their brother would said, open up the Brinks truck. Now, what mm-hmm. do you do if you're Baltimore? I, I mean, I'm I'm slow playing it. You know, I'm just trying to take it year by year, buy myself as much time as I can. Um, you know, one of the things about Lamar, I know he's missed time this year, but I didn't think he looked quite as dynamic or as explosive um, as a runner. So now you got to figure out what exactly you're paying for. You know, you, you always say in contracts you want to pay for what they're going to do, not what they've done. Um, and that's why it becomes a little bit tricky with him, just because if you, you lose some of that athleticism, you lose some of that explosiveness, it's a big part of, of who he is and, and what makes him special. So um, that's why it becomes a pretty tricky negotiation. And you've, you've proven that uh, you've got somebody on campus that is, uh, you know, that's a competent NFL quarterback, especially with the way they play. What do you think happens in Seattle? You know, me and Bucky kind of disagree on this one. Bucky thinks they they run it back. Everybody comes back, you know, from the, from, uh, Schneider to Pete to uh, to Russ. I, I don't. I, I just I look at a team that's old and expensive, and they're not good. They're not close, in my opinion. I think they're pretty far away. They've got no draft picks. They're limited in cash uh, in terms of the cap. So, I, to me, it just everything points to a reset. Now, I would guess. I mean, I don't think Schneider's going anywhere, but I just think it. You know, it's it's time to kind of refresh it. I think Pete as great as he's been and he's had a hall of fame coaching career. Um, I think it's, you know, sometimes it's just time for a new message, man. It's, it's time for something new and, and turn over that roster. Um, I just, to me, I, that's what makes sense to me in, in fully, fully acknowledging how great Pete's been. Um, but it just feels like it's time to, uh, it's time to change here. And the only way you're going to get picks if you're going to try and rebuild it is, uh, is with the quarterback. So if I was guessing right now, I think Pete and Russ go, um, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, J- Jim Harbaugh, and, and probably some of this is the agent, right? But probably some of it is college football just kind of feels gross right now to a lot of people who love what it has always been with, with so much of the movement and the, the money being thrown around to recruit players to get them to move schools. Uh, how good a candidate do you believe Jim Harbaugh would be in this NFL? Well, I mean, the guy just wins. I mean, I, I I feel like it's different. We said that about Urban, right? But Harbaugh's been in a Super Bowl. He's you know played in the league forever. He's been a successful NFL coach. He's quirky. He is different. He is not for everybody. I do not think he comes with a long shelf life. Um, but if you're a team that's looking to, you know, go on a nice you know four or five year run, um, I, I think he's a very viable option. You know, you're going to have to deal with some of the the, the uniqueness, the quirkiness, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I still think that he, he'll command an NFL locker room because of who he is and what he's accomplished at that level, not at, not at the college level, what he's accomplished at the NFL level. Yeah, no, it's, it, I think that one's going to be super, super interesting to see if Bears where he played, right, that, if that becomes mm-hmm. an option or, or well, where else he becomes uh, – Raiders. Becomes, 
you know, Raiders the other the other one, right? You know, and you have quarterback, and you have a you have an owner who's willing to take a chance and, and take a swing at at a at a guy who kind of like John Gruden, not for everybody, but really good, well respected football guy who's won and been to a Super Bowl elsewhere. There's a lot of kind of sim- similarities there. Daniel Jeremiah, move the sticks is the podcast. All right, I want to get into this um, Aaron Rodgers thing, where there's an MVP voter who uh, went on to a Chicago radio station. I want you to take a listen to his logic behind not uh, voting for and, and telling you he's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers. MVP. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably, you know, the, the, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do, who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for, um, but we're we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. All right, that was Hub Arkush in uh, in Chicago. Here's Aaron Rodgers earlier today. Let me get let me get you, Aaron Rodgers. Go oh, go ahead. We'll get you Aaron Rodgers earlier today. Where, um, yeah, he he, <laughs> here's Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But I mean, to and I listen to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, in the off season, that you know I had zero chance of winning the VP. My opinion should exclude, you know, future future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with a, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never, never talked to me in his life, but it's unfortunate that those, those sentiments, it's surprising that he would even say that to be honest, but yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, but crazy. He didn't say any, Hub didn't say anything about being vaccinated, not vaccinated, right? Like, I, I think now, now one can assume, but, but DJ, if I, if I told you, look, they've lost what, three games this year? And at least two of them you can put directly on Aaron Rodgers, right? First game of the season, he was not ready to play. And he didn't play in the Kansas City game because he wasn't vaccinated. Um, and then he, you know, he's hurt his toe. Granted, it hasn't hurt him that much in terms of production, but that that's also on him. But also, you know, like kind of hijacking the preseason and how it's how it's become the only thing anybody talks about in Green Bay. D- does Hub have any legs to stand on in this? His deciding factor as to why not to vote him as MVP. I hear all that you're saying there, Doug, but I, I I just don't agree with with that logic. I kind of go back to, you know, my logic on on life, like. 
if I need if I've got something wrong with my toilet, I just call the best plumber. I don't care what his political beliefs are, what his his uh, spiritual beliefs are. Just give me the best guy. This is an award for the most valuable football player, and all those names that, we, that were mentioned in there with Jonathan Taylor and um, go through Tom Brady, all those. I think if you removed all of those players from their respective teams, in my opinion. The gap between what the Packers are with and without Aaron Rodgers would be wider than if you took those other guys off their respective teams. I think he's the most valuable player in the league. I think he's had the best year. And whether you agree or disagree with his stance, and yeah, in, you know, not being vaccinated cost them one game, um, but he went out and won a whole lot more than he cost them. Um, so to me, he's, the, he's kind of the no-brainer MVP and. Uh, I, I just think let's keep it on the field. Anything that goes off the field, I think, is kind of silly when it comes to these awards. You know, we we do this thing every year when a guy has a great year. We look at the draft and we're like, how did people miss, right? And like Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. I and mean, even the Ravens took another player in the first round who's no longer on the team, a tight end. Hayden Hurst, before, yeah. right? Before they took before they took Lamar Jackson. But how did how did Cooper Cup become the best wide receiver in the league and be in the third round? He didn't run super fast. I mean, that was it. I mean, that was the only knock on him. I think I have to go back and look up his 40 time. I know he didn't run in the four fours. Um, that was the uh, that was the question. He he lit up. I remember watching his tape was so fun because they had played maybe three Pac-12 teams over his career there, and he went over 100 against all of them and just torched all of them. It was like his way of saying, "How do these guys not take me?" And then he goes to the Senior Bowl and, and he gets down there and he just lights up everybody down there. But I think at that point in time, I, we saw the same thing. I know Keenan Allen had an injury coming out, but um, Keenan didn't run very fast, and that dropped him to the third round. So, um, look, it, the league has is, is got to eventually learn their lesson on this thing, that it's about quickness, it's about separation. Um, it's not so much about what you are in a straight line and, and putting a 40 down on paper, but that's, that's why he fell. There's no other reason to look at it. DJ Daniel Jeremiah, check out the Move the Six podcast. I'll be listening. Safe travels to Vegas. Uh, don't tell, tell those guys they got a they got a greyhound home if they lose to the Raiders. Greyhound home. Put them on the <laughs> put them on the hound. By the way, by the way, real quick, Doug, yeah. I, I got a great text from Telesco early yeah. this week. He said, "Help, you're feeling better, um, but you got to be ready to go this week. It's Musburger week, so you know it's, it's a big game for the broadcasters as well as the team here." Yeah, it is. It is Musburger week. Yeah, Brent. Brent is over in the booth, right, kind of next to you. Uh, and yeah. you know, I don't want you to be shaking in your boots when when Brent's the next day. Great stuff. Safe trips to Vegas. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. See you, bud. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Must be present in Colorado. Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, I heard something from uh, Brian Kelly, which I just, I thought I found. Doug, back to you. Okay, so here's the story. Okay, this is in 2015. Uh, Johnny Depp was expected to fly back private okay, on a private Gulfstream 5 jet. Okay, and apparently renting that jet to fly from Australia to LA was $400,000. Okay. So the officials though, detained the dogs, his Yorkshire Terriers, boo and pistol had to be taken out of Australia by Saturday morning 
or they had the risk of being euthanized because they didn't f- fill out the proper documentation for it. Th- that is, that's amazing. Like, look, we're going to euthanize your dog if you don't fly him out of the country on a private jet, you know, a day before you're supposed to. It's a little bit much. Just a little much. It's weird because the Aussies are just, every Aussie I've ever met, like the greatest dude ever, right? The greatest lady ever. Got the cool accent or whatever. But who knew? They, they were very, very, very conservative in, and they wanted their dogs all vaccinated and documented. Just bizarre stuff. But the Djokovic thing, they're clearly not joking. Well, it is terrible. Um, did you guys watch? Did you know? Did, here's an honest question. And I know, Bayer, did you know there was a bowl game last night? I I did, um, but not that I had planned for it. I did yeah, so, question a little of it when, like, there was a college. It was was it LSU Kentucky was like yeah, and prior LSU to had that? no yeah. quarterback. They had no quarterback. But but the, there was a college hoops game before it on ESPN, and I'm like, oh, maybe there wasn't a bowl game. And then like the game started at at nine o'clock Eastern, which kind of threw me off. Yeah, it was a weird one. So yeah. LSU, who all their scholarship quarterbacks are gone, right? They had no scholarship quarterback, so they're actually down there playing. In the, you know, they're, they're playing against Kansas State in the Texas Bowl. It was the weirdest thing ever. Kansas State, by the way, won the game. Um, I mean, John Trey Kirkland ends up playing quarterback. He runs, he throws. He actually threw for three touchdown passes, did throw two interceptions, was their leading rush for 61 yards. It's just a mess. Okay, but because it's LSU, their new head coach, Brian Kelly, was there. So I want you to take a listen. Here's Brian Kelly with the broadcast team at the Texas Bowl last night. Listen, whether it was dancing or I couldn't get my accent down (laughs) with family. Listen, I'm from Boston. We don't have strong accents. So what happened is as soon as they, I think people didn't get the joke. The I'm from Boston. We don't, people don't have, we don't have strong accents. Like that's a, that's a joke. Like, oh, Brian Kelly, he made fun of himself several times over right there. Made fun of himself for the dancing. That's on a, you have to be on social media when he got a commitment from a top quarterback transferring in, you know, or the, I couldn't get my accent down with the family. I thought those, those are huge wins. You know, look, most of these guys, you know, and uh, granted the, Urban Meyer is, and what he's going through, a former player called out Urban Meyer and said, uh, a guy who was, who was uh, tweeting during the Rose Bowl said that, you know, when we first got to Ohio State our first week, they showed us a picture and said no hoods. And of course, um, the picture was, <laughs> uh, you, you know, w- was one that I, I don't, I don't, I like in hindsight, it was the, the, what's the kid from Florida who was killed? Um, God, what was the guy's name by Zimmerman? Why am I forgetting his name? Trayvon Martin, right? There's a picture of Trayvon Martin. Anyway, so, so Urban Meyer at first was like, Trayvon Martin picture was absolutely positively not used. Then they're like, well, actually, turns out, I guess it was used. I just found out about it this week. I, but, but Urban Meyer has, has not, through all of this, been able to make fun of himself, right? Self-deprecating humor is absolutely the most disarming 
form of humor. And Brian Kelly gets that. And none of it actually matters to people at LSU. They just wanted to win football games, right? Like, just look relatively well coached. We'll get you a bunch of dudes. You know, we'll go out and buy them and you put them together and you make them play. And I'm sure he sat there just like Jim Harbaugh. You know, when you get to these big bowl games, you're like, man, that other team's just got better dudes than we got. But I, I thought that was a win. Did you guys think that 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 Brian Kelly was being serious when um, when he when he said people in Boston, we don't have accents? Like I saw Will Brinson, who's a friend of mine. We've had Mons from CBS. He's like, you know, he still doesn't get it. Like, it's a joke, dude. I saw in uh, a headline I blogged this morning that's like the Brian Kelly accent saga continues and it was a it was taking it serious like now he's telling us that there's no strong accents in boston so that was a blog post on a fairly reputable site that i saw in real time when brian kelly was was actually trending i had to look into it there was a lot of backlash i get that's just the that is the uh the first thing that people think to do is to completely crush somebody for saying something on live tv without context well, I, he, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. I will admit yeah, I, I did not get the joke. I just thought he was trying to – sometimes people talk a lot when they try to cover up stuff. So I thought he was just saying a lot of stuff, but I did not get it. I didn't get him delivering the joke. I, 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 would, I, mean. I would agree, which is actually part of – it kind of does tell you about who he is. Like even when he's joking, it's kind of hard to tell. Yes. So I, I, would admit, I would admit that like delivery of the line – is actually more important. It's like uh, there's a famous uh, uh, Steve Martin, right? The comedian, comedian Steve Martin. Have you ever heard his bit where he said uh, comedy is all about tie, tie, timing? Right? <laughs> Let's take a listen again. Th- this is Brian Kelly last night. Listen, whether it was dancing or I couldn't get my accent down <laughs> with family. Listen, I'm from Boston. We don't have strong accents. Yeah, I mean, and and what he should have done was well, I'm from Boston. We don't have strong accents. He should have done it in a Boston accent, maybe, right? Maybe that would have helped. It wasn't the greatest delivery, but, I mean, like, look, he made fun of himself for dancing. He made himself for a Boston accent. He made fun of himself for family and getting his accent down. I don't know. I, I find it, it's like, I, my, my, my former agent um, is, uh, I mean, he's, he runs a WWE now, and he used to have this great saying, because... What you'll find is you're like, I mean, I, I and I, I mean this, people, I, I don't know if I have anyone, I have probably one or two guys in the business that I would say like, yeah, I don't love that guy. But I mean, I don't really have problems with, I don't think of anybody I have a problem with that I wouldn't like, I don't want to be in the same room with, or I don't want to work with. And I've welcomed people in anywhere I've been. Like, if you're good and I'm good, like, let's work together. Who cares? But he had the saying, and it really fits Twitter. Everybody hits everybody. Like, look, at the end of the day, everybody hates everybody. And I kind of feel like that's where social media is. Everybody hates everybody. As long as you start with that as the premise, you'll handle it better. If you get surprised by it, that's you're like, look, everybody hates everybody. I mean, I hate Jason Stewart. I mean, that's pretty well known. <laughs> that's a long yeah. line, my man. <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long, long, long line. I uh, did have, I got something for you to play that Baker Mayfield had to say. Joe Burrow's not going to play this weekend. We got, we got Caleb, William new, Caleb Williams news. 
Uh, we got a bunch to get to. We still have the press up coming next. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. An NBA legend is being honored tonight. No, not Kyrie. Find out who next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet River Sportsbook. It's the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Let's get to the press. The press. His name is Dan Beyer. He is the sole owner and proprietor of the MVP Pyramid. Follow him on Twitter. He also has the uh, outstanding podcast, which I helped use to win my fantasy. Uh, league. It's called I Want Your Flex. And of course, you can hear him on weekends and Sundays on Fox Sports Radio. Dan, what do you got? Doug, we've got a lot to get to, and we will start off with some news from the NBA. Clay Thompson set to return for the Golden State Warriors on Sunday, and reports out of the Bay Area say that the tickets for that game for the Warriors approaching in some spots $14,000 a ticket on the secondary market to see Clay play in a basketball game for the first time in two and a half years. Who they playing? Um, you know what? If uh, you just gave me uh, five uh, seconds, no, no, I'll look, my I'll computer look. It, is no, it's a okay. slow. It's okay. Yeah. Like I, when, I, when I heard you say that number, I was like, well, who do they play? So that's this Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. correct? They play yes, Cleveland. Sunday. They play cool. Cleveland. That's pretty Cleveland! Cool. I, I love Clay Thompson. Mm. Um, there is no chance in hell that I would go and watch on a, the last Sunday of the NFL season when the game will be on TV. I would go to see him play, but go for it. Huh? They, they play some pretty terrible teams upcoming at home, by the way. Like they, they have they they play. Uh, they got what Dallas tonight, New Orleans tonight. Cleveland at home. Then they go to Memphis, Milwaukee. Those are not the terrible teams. Chicago. So good teams on the road. But they get home. Yeah. Indy, Houston. Yep. Then Utah, Dallas, Minnesota, yeah. Brooklyn. By the way, I got some good scoopage on you on Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, who else? On um, on uh, ooh, a couple other guys, too, that I think you're going to be. On Luka Doncic. I'll get to that later on in the week. What do you got? Okay. All right. I can't wait. Uh, Tonight, Mm -hmm. speaking of the Golden State Warriors, they face the Dallas Mavericks, and the Mavericks will be retiring Dirk Nowitzki's number 41 tonight. Oh. Yeah, I don't think, like, 41 is such an arbitrary random number. That's not one that anybody's going to go like, hey, man, I really want number 41. Four-one? I know. uh, There are two people that I thought of with number 41. Glenn Rice. Yeah. 
And I think Roman Harper in the NFL wore 41 Roman for the Saints. Harper. Yeah. Roman Not Harper. that the one would stand out, but that's one that, that stood out for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Roman Harper was on that Saints team that won the Super Bowl, right? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Uh, John Ramos, did, would you say? I think Tom Seaver wore, Hall of Famer Tom Seaver wore 41 for the Oh, there Mets. you go. Kind of shows my, uh, I was going to say age. but four, one? Tom Seaver was number 41. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sports fans. <laughs> like I know there are people in the car that love baseball that are like, you idiot, Dan. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like numbers in baseball people know nearly as much. I I saw the Like Reggie Jackson, 44, everybody knew. Yeah, correct. Right? Um, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like most, most guys, and, and Mike Trout, 27, because it's so, it's so unique. Uh, it's I, really unique. I thought like 80% of the Lakers were single digit uniforms on their roster this year like the only one like Kobe's eight is obviously retired but and 24 yes but of the single digits you know Russell Westbrook was zero Anthony Davis was three LeBron James was six Carmelo seven like they're all like just all single digits but uh Bruno Sundov was uh Sundov was uh 41 you remember Bruno of course Mm, of course Wes Unseld 41 all right Jamal Silk Wilkes when he uh, no it's Jamal Wilkes' son so not Silk Wilkes. Uh, Jamal Wilkes is fifty two fifty two fifty two fifty two uh, incredibly nice man by the way Jamal Wilkes. Um, let's see if I can find so some other ones. Forty one uh, goes up into the rafters tonight. Dave Popson, Stacy uh, former King. former Stacy King when uh, he was Dirk with the Celtics. Yeah, former Buck draft day. Draft day trade. Yes, yes for the late Robert Tractor trailer. And. Uh, Pat Garrity. Yeah, it's part of that deal. Yeah. Other NBA news, Kyrie Irving going to make his Nets debut tonight as they are in Indianapolis to take on the Pacers. Still don't know if he's going to start or not. Steve Nash keeping that under wraps. Well, they don't really have a head coach, so yeah, if, if Kyrie wants to start. <laughs> right? He'll just do it himself. He's just like, hey, I'm going to start tonight. Well, I'm the coach. Like, no, no, we established that last year. Uh, Earth is flat, don't need a head coach, and uh Yeah. This Indo- is all a, a 5G thing. Indoor mask mandate in California extended to February 15th. Now there were reports earlier today that the NFL reached out to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to see if AT&T Stadium could host Super Bowl 56 if the NFL needed to move it from Los Angeles. The NFL said, yeah, we did. In fact, we do that every year. We reach out to other places to see if there is a contingency in case something happens. Can't get so right. I think, Doug, it's kind of a a no news thing which just gets highlighted because of the situation that we're in. Huh. Uh well, I mean, look, I think you have to have a contingency plan. What's interesting is that they don't want to double up places that have an upcoming Super Bowl. I think Las Vegas makes so much more sense. Now they have a Super Bowl coming up in 2 years, but why wouldn't you just move to Vegas when you're not going remember Dallas last time massive weather issue with the with the ice storm. You're not going to have that in Vegas. You don't have to like do we need to check if they have hotel rooms? Yes, they have them in Vegas. <laughs> I just uh the stadium's brand new. I I I actually think this there's a better than better than 50/50 shot this thing's going to be moved. La la land. Oh, you think it better than 50? You think it yes. will? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, I don't. I think it's like a 0.01%. Buyer. That's just really, me. Yeah. I, I'm telling you this, the, the numbers on Omicron are bad. And 
Yeah, I, I don't. The mask mandate, I don't think, changes things. I think it's everything else. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, listen, uh, stay safe. Have a great night. You're watching. Get to watch Kyrie Irving play. We'll get to react to more of the Aaron Rodgers news. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports. The Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A lot of, a lot of college hoop. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll get some picks for you. Back tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.